Last song on the EP. Mm-hmm. On this work of art. That's a way to start it. God's timing is beautiful. VLG. Looking at my wrist, this shit is timeless. This shit is timeless. Looking at my wrist, this shit is timeless. This shit is timeless. She wanna give a nigga head while I'm unwinding. I gotta tell her that a nigga got no time. Got no time. We gotta do it right, it's all about the timing. She fucked around and said she do this all the time. All the so time. I just hit rewind and took her to a time where things felt so sublime. Where she feeling like the baddest in the room, feel like a dime. Put a picture in her mind. Now she feeling like she mine. She feeling fine, yeah. Mm. Yo. Yo, you got me speechless right now, VOG. That's that shit is hot right we there. We got who did you say we got? We got VOG. Thank you, thank you, thank you, fellas. I appreciate it. Start right there, brother. Where does the name where does the name come from? Voice of God, right? Voice of God, voice of God. So the name the name came from just uh years of, you know, when I was really perfecting my craft. Um, I had a lot of self-confidence issues, you know what I mean? Like that's, I, I would have been doing this a long time ago if I didn't have anxiety and shit, but, uh, to what, um, what you mean to what? Like people have anxiety to like the public or like you, my own potential, you know what I mean? Stand like on I, that, brother. I, I know, I know how great I can be, you know what I mean? And I know what I have to offer this world. Um, and I've always known, but you know, when you, uh, go through life, some things happen that kind of force you off the path that you think you're supposed to be on but it's really because you know we all walk our own path and you know we're all we're all gonna go through certain experiences in our life that mold us right you know so when was that first step when you were like you broke that shell so when i first broke that shell i would say it was the first time i performed um my boy who owns fresh cash studios his name is cassius Uh, i love this kid to death bro he yeah, shout out to Fresh Cash Studios. Um, my boy really just gave me a lot of knowledge, man. And and the crazy part is that we worked at Verizon together a couple years back, and he was messing with this girl. And I'm not going to give her no type of clout. <laughs> but uh, we'll leave it at that. Uh, he was messing with this girl, and uh, <laughs> I ended up messing with her, and I, I ended up asking him about her. And it was a whole mess, bro. Yeah. I was with a girl at the time. Like, I'm over here looking the other way. Like, you could tell I was in my immature stage. It was a little bit after I broke up with my baby moms and, and separated from my family. It was a very toxic, like, mentally, you know, challenging time for me. Um, but this man, he just kind of put me on to – to a certain type of game, a certain level of game of how to move and and assert yourself, you know. He was putting together this uh, event called Dream Dance, and they, they threw it out in Framingham, I believe. It was the first time I ever performed. Um, I performed with my cousin Destiny. We had a song together, and I had a few songs myself, too, that I performed that night. But uh, Cassius, Cassius helped me get out of my show. When I started my clothing line, he was already a year or two into his, and he was just right there with me, bro. Like, here, this is how you move. This is what you want to do. Hooked me up with a couple suppliers, a couple of uh, manufacturers, and and I got the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say probably like twenty eighteen, no, like twenty nineteen, twenty twenty. So bring us, bring us to that night, brother. When uh, you're performing, how did you feel? How, how was it? Oh, I felt amazing from the beginning, bro. Um, I get up there, and mind you, I was supposed to have a sound check, and I didn't have a sound check. And even from the beginning, I've always been very professional about my craft because I spent so many years perfecting it. So I knew I was ready. It was just time to come out of that show, you know? So I never got on stage for the sound check. I, I actually went up and tried to do a sound check, but they treated me like I wasn't even an artist that night because, you know, my name wasn't, it still to me isn't where it's going to be. But uh, long story short, I didn't get my sound check. I get up on the on the stage and they messed up my song to start off. I had them stop that and start it over because that's the thing about me is like presence is big for me and that's a that's a form of disrespect to me to my craft and all the work that I put in you know I want things to be on point because I'm coming there just like when I was in high school playing football and basketball I was giving it my hundred coming prepared every time I treat my craft the same way you know what I mean so I expect the same from everybody around me and you know long story short I stopped the song we restarted we got it popping and, like, all my friends were there, man. And, like, a lot of my coworkers from Verizon actually came and showed a lot of love. And I was literally, I had the crowd jumping. 
You know what I mean? I played this song called For the 508. Um, it was my first video I ever did, shot by Ralph Way. Shout out to my nigga Ralph. I haven't seen you, boy. I know you're going to see this. We're trying to get him on here, too. He's been there, Listen, I know you're going to see this, bro. I love you. And we got a song together. And it's about our mothers. And we got to put that out. We got to put a visual together. Ralph is very special to me. Is that song out? No, it's not out. It's called Make You Proud. And maybe I could give y'all a sneak peek or something before we go. But Fire song. He he came up with the hook. You know, um, I paid him for the feature because I, I see his value. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to say how much I paid, but uh, more than most people are willing to pay. Right. You know what I mean? But I paid it proudly because that's my brother, first of all. And second of all, I see his value. And that's how I am. If I see your value, more than happy to pay. But, uh, yes, that Further 508 song, it was shot by Ralph Way. And it was a song about three of my friends that passed away. My, my boy Quinn Paul, rest in peace. My boy Chad Lazo, rest in peace. And my boy Jamie Ortiz, rest in peace. Who I got tatted right here. Rest in peace, number 22. Rest in peace, So that song for the 508 is very special to me because, you know, I had my my boy's family, Jamie's family in the visual, and I had my my boy Quinn's family in the visual. I had Chad's family in the visual. And, uh, you know, we just kind of made something special happen with such a low budget. I spent $500 total on that video, and we made something special. It might not be the greatest, but if you really know Southbridge and you know the 2012 era. where Is that, is that where you're from, Southbridge? I'm from Southbridge, Massachusetts. <coughs> you know, and 2012 was the last year that they had our old high school. And it was a whole different vibe in town when that building was still being used as a high school. We were the last graduating class, the greatest of all time, 2012. So basically that song was just me kind of uh, giving them their flowers that they never got. You know, uh, my boy Quinn, he passed away in a car accident like 10 minutes from my mom's house. I drive by that that scene every day. I actually got into a car accident myself and messed my back up like 50 yards away from the same spot. Yeah. You know what I mean? A couple years later. Uh, my boy Chad, unfortunately, he passed away from from different circumstances that I'm not even going to mention. Nah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know what I mean? But I love him to death, bro. My, my finger, I don't know if the camera can see that, but I'm double-jointed because of this man. <laughs> we were at football practice in high school. We had to practice in the gym because it was raining. And uh, he was a defensive end, and I was just giving him a look, trying to block him. Uh, that was a bad idea. He gave me the <laughs> swim move, and my, my thumb hasn't been the same since, Chad. But, uh, yeah, my boy Chad passed away, and then Jamie, man. That one, that one probably hit our community the hardest because Southbridge, uh, Southbridge is a predominantly Hispanic uh, community, and we all come from the same place. 95% of us come from Orocovis, Puerto Rico, right in the heart of the island. Literally, right in the middle. And, uh, you know, when Jamie passed away, he was just such a loving kid, and his family was such good people. That was a place that we all used to hang out in. Uh, he was awesome at sports. Like, this kid, had, I watched him have a game during basketball season our sophomore year where he literally shot 12 for 12, like, did not miss a shot. The kid was fast as lightning. You couldn't touch him on a football field. Like, he was a, he was that kid that was going, whoop, while he juked you out, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like. Like Nelly in the longest yard touch, you know what I mean? Yeah. Nasty. Like the best I've ever seen. The only person I ever seen faster than him that actually put the Jets on him was Obi Melanfongu. But we won that game. So <laughs> we, got, <laughs> we knocked him out of the playoffs. We ended his career. And that was the type of team that we were. We were always small, but we were always fast and we had a lot of heart. And that's literally the foundation of who VG, VOG is. Mm. I don't shy away from where I'm from. You know, a lot of people talk a lot of trash about Salvage, and I be seeing it. I be seeing it. But people don't understand the greatness that's coming out of there. Yeah. When I'm done with Salvage, when my time is up, y'all going to know special things can happen anyway. Do you still live out there? Nah, I don't live out there. I live in Worcester. But you know. Southbridge is home? Southbridge is home. Southbridge will always be home. Um, when I when I get to the position that I plan on being in. When so really let's, t- let's talk about that. What's What's... Where do I see myself? Yeah, you keep mentioning it. I just want to get to, and I've always been steadfast on this, very headstrong about this. I'm not in this game to make millions of dollars for myself. I'm not in this game to get clout. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm not in this game for fame. You know what I mean? My, my whole goal with this is to show the youth that you can do anything you put your mind to, especially where I come from. You know what I mean? I want these little kids growing up in South to be like, damn, I know Georgie. Who's this VOG guy? Damn. 
He took it that far. Damn, he's in the community. He he started all these programs. He started giving back. And as you can see, you know, we got a we got an event coming up August 13th, Summer Jam Classic in Worcester. Ran by my boy Anthony Barbosa. A lot of people know him out here. He got the key to the city before joining. <laughs> you know what I mean? A couple times. Is that a fact? That's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> because it, you know, when when you really move with a genuine intention, people see. And Anthony <coughs> has been one of the greatest influences I've had in my life, and he don't even know it. And the little bit of love that he showed me just by showing up to my new shit video last year with his daughter, I'll forever be grateful for that. Not because he's the biggest name or has the most clout, but not because he was somebody that I looked up to that even when I didn't have nothing out, you know what I mean? He saw it in me. He saw it enough to say, damn, this is a good dude. Let me go show him some love. Even when my clo- some of my closest friends, I put money on their books type shit. Didn't show up. Didn't show up. But this man showed up with his daughter, and I'll forever be grateful for that, for everybody that showed up. But I seen that you're doing something with him, right? Your, with, uh, your, Mosa? March, your March? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I seen so, that today, so. That's why I brought that up, because uh, August 13th, 2022. Hold on, before we go there, let's bring it to the March. To the March. What, the what is the March? Where did it start? Cause okay, so Timeless Society. <clears throat> this this started, actually, when I was with, with that girl we're not going to mention. Uh, <laughs> I was working at Verizon. And uh, basically, I just I knew I wanted to do something with the clothes because it coincides perfectly with the music and it just adds to the influence. You know what I mean? Uh, When you have kids enjoying to just put your hat on or your or your T-shirt on or your sweatpants or whatever you're making hoodies, you know, that's a good feeling, you know. But at the same time, that that starts to put an image out there. You know what I mean? That logo, in my opinion, is the hottest logo in Worcester. You can't tell me nothing. You know what I mean? I, I got a lot of respect for the for the people doing stuff out here. Made in America. Stanley. One of the hottest hottest clothing lines I've seen out here. No disrespect. I just, I see us all on a certain level. You know what I mean? But where I'm going to take it, you know, y'all, y'all better follow that lead. You know, that's, that's just the, the approach I have with everything. When you, when you know you have that greatness in you, you have to assert yourself. Right. It's like, you got to assume the respect. You can't just expect it, you know? But uh, basically, Timeless Society went from just being a little idea to me going through a lot of really negative things and just get, gaining that motivation in that pit that I was in to just push it as far as I could. I ended up uh, legitimizing it, legalizing it. Uh, I got my online store up. It's actually not up right now. I got to handle some, some tax issues. Um, but uh, that store will be back up and running. Um, but the reason why I even mentioned Summer Jam Classic is because it's it's kind of where I'm really going to start giving back. You know, I'm in a position where, you know, I've been doing this for a while now. I'm starting to get a little bit of recognition from, from my peers. And uh, this is just me not even scratching the surface. And I'm going to start giving back. Wait till I get to where I'm trying to get. So I was going to say, um, you bring up a lot about your past, bro, just being negative, you know what I'm saying? And um, <clears throat> we all know this quote, you know, God gives us hardest battles to the strongest shoulders, right? So you being VOG, right, voice of voice of God, you feel like those battles, is that why you chose that name VOG? Because you have, you feel like you, these battles, you know what I'm saying, is, is what God's given you? Uh, I chose voice of God mainly because God speaks through me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everything that I do, every intention that I have is positive, you know. Um, whether people got good things to say about me or bad things to say about me, the example that I set for the people that are looking up to me speaks for itself, you know what I mean? That's why I chose Voice of God because, yeah, the, the negativity and stuff molded me. Right. So it made me who I am, you know. And uh, it's funny because today I was talking to my coworker and he mentioned that you got to go through adversity to really appreciate when you get to a certain good spot in your life and, and that couldn't be more truer and more relevant to this conversation. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So voice of God, man, I, God is speaking through me, man. And that's why I know, even though I'm going through the hellfire right now and you guys know, we spoke about it before the show started. I'm going through hell right now, but God is slowly lifting me. You know what I mean? And once I get here, my only job is to give it back and get as many people up there with me as I can. Right. Yo, bro, you're very, like, well-spoken. Like, wh- where does that come from? Like, my where mother. Your mother? My mother. She is a genius, bro. Like, my mom, I got to give her all the credit because she raised me by herself. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, shout out to my mom, man. I love you, Chabela. 
I know you're going to see this. And she knows I'm going through some crazy stuff right now. So I know she's worried about me at home and stuff. But you know what's crazy that moms know without you even telling them. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I'm very open with my mom, too. She she literally knows every detail, you know. So I, I got to give it to my mom, man. My mom is very intelligent. You know, she's she sacrificed everything for her kids, man. Like, she, she graduated high school with a 3.8. Uh, she went to college for a year, and then she got pregnant back in Puerto Rico in the 80s and stuff where you get pregnant, you might, you got to be a housewife type shit, you know. Mm-hmm. So she kind of threw her, her future away for her kids in a way. You know, not threw it away, but sacrificed it. Right. And then, you know, she had my brother and my sister by the same man. And then, long story short, that didn't work out. 11 years later, uh, 1994, she had me by just, you know, some guy that she met in Southbridge who ended up having a heart of gold that he passed on to me. And my dad has a lot to do with who I am, too. You know, the positivity that I have, just the overall outlook I have on life where I could literally be at my lowest of the low and I can still find a beautiful, shiny spot in my life. That's my dad. You know, he was addicted to drugs. He was addicted to, to heroin, you know. And uh, I still remember the day my mom told me that my dad was an addict, man. And she was so heartbroken to, to reveal that to me. Yeah, before but, I go there, bro, before you go there, brother, how yeah. old were you when she told you this? I was 11. So, okay, so let's, uh, for the people that, because I worked with an addict. Mm-hmm. Not, I, not, I haven't been to that situation where yeah. that, but being 11 and so young, did you notice? Was there, like, glimpse that you were, like, something, or My you mom, didn't pick up until your mom told you? Eh, I, I, I want to say that I didn't pick up till my mom told me. I had, like, inklings that something was up, you know, because my dad wasn't very present. But every time he see me, he showed me nothing but love. I got nothing bad to say about my dad. You and know? Were, were they together or they, they won't? They, they were weren't. together for, like, maybe maybe 10 months or something when I was born. Not even. Maybe, like, four months. My dad. So there's conflicting stories there. He, he himself, out of his mouth, told me he got addicted because back in his day, when he was growing up in the 70s in Puerto Rico, there was a pastor that was sedating kids with heroin to do nasty things to them, long story sick, short. Sick. It happened to him, and it happened to my aunt. And ever since then, you know, he, he got clean for a quick second, came to America, shit hit the fan, and he's been, he was an addict ever since, according to him. According mm-hmm. to everyone else, you know, he used to sell drugs and ended up trying it one day, and, and that's where right, it went. Right. You know what I mean? So I really don't know the truth on that one, to be honest. But like I said, he wasn't overly present but my mom really sheltered me from that because my mom has just been for me specifically you know she had help with my brother and my sister you know with their dad until she moved to america where you know they're far away from their dad so it's a little different but um with me she raised me by herself so she got it's not that she loves me more it's just that she had to work harder for me you know what i mean she had to grow up she couldn't be the same person are you saying you're the favorite Ah, my brother would say that. <laughs> <laughs> my brother hates that. <laughs> my sister my sister would say that, too. I, I wouldn't say that I'm the favorite myself because I know my mom. I know her heart. And I know she loves all her kids the same. Same, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm the favorite. I'm the favorite. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, man, she just always sheltered me from, from that negativity. But at 11, her and my stepdad just kind of came in the room one day and was just like, yo, this is what it is. This is why your dad's not here. I know this affects you. So here's the truth. And that's one thing that I respect so much about my mom because it's kind of like, you know, what Tupac said in Dear Mama, like, his mom never lied to him type shit, you know? Mm-hmm. She she was a crack addict and shit, and she just kept it real, you know? My mom had no issues like that herself, but she kept it real with me about my dad, and that that started to change me at 11 years old, you know? It started to make me see the world in a different light, and just, you know, I made a promise to myself right there and then that I would never do drugs. I ended up becoming a little bit of a pothead, but... Then I promised myself I would never go above that, and I never did. Do you, you, know? still, do you still smoke? Nah, I quit, thank God. <laughs> thank God. I'm so glad that I quit smoking weed because for a long time I was making that shit okay. It's not okay, guys. It's not okay. It's affecting your brains. Uh, I know there's stats out there that say, oh, it doesn't affect you over 25. Nah, it's affecting your brain, bro. It's affecting your cognition. It's affecting your reaction time. It's affecting your attention span, uh, your speech. You know what I mean? For me, um, I started to feel it in my lungs a lot, you know what I mean? And uh, I was an athlete. I like to be able to run. I like to be able to, even if I'm not the best, I'm going to run longer than anybody. Like Will Smith says, 
we can both get on a treadmill, but either you get off first or I'm going to die. That's my mentality when it comes to stuff like that. So once I started seeing my lungs kind of going, I was like, yeah, I'm good. When did you quit? I quit the day I came back from Miami last month. I made a promise, you know. and Also pretty recently then? Pretty recent. Yeah. It's about to be a month next Tuesday. Has it been uh, hard or? The first two days was tough. Um, I was getting a lot of urges the first two days, but um, once those two days go by, I've quit a couple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've quit for three months here, six months here, but never with this mentality. You know? So, uh, yo, isn't isn't that crazy though? Like, people say, like, oh, it's just weed. Like, you don't form an addiction on, but like, it's a lie. especially yeah. if you're smoking tobacco. You know what I mean? You're forming an addiction. Right, it's a lie. You know, any smoke going in your lungs is not good for you. You know guys. what I think that that. It attacks them slowly. That's why they don't, like, see it. Right. But I feel like little by little and then, bro. Yep. If you guys want TAC, just eat edibles. You know what I mean? You'll mess up your liver a little bit, but it's not like you're drinking alcohol all the time. No offense. You know what I mean? Nah, you get those <laughs> <up there>. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing, too. Don't drink. It, it's nah, crazy. We, not a judgment. We drink a lot of liquor on this podcast sometimes. But nah, man. You guys <laughs> yeah, drink Ivan. Yeah, Ivan. Nah, last week. Was it last week? Two weeks ago, I drank to him. But you, yeah. you don't you don't drink, right? You don't drink at all, right? Uh I'll have a sip here and there if I got something to celebrate. But um no, I see my dad was an alcoholic too. So mm-hmm. I always knew like I always know I'm susceptible to to being addicted to things, you know. So uh I stay away from it, you know. Is is uh Pop still around? Or uh, unfortunately. He died a year to the day before Nipsey died. Jeez, R.I.P., bro. Sorry yeah. to hear that. Yeah, yeah, man. It, it happens, bro. And uh, it's kind of traumatic, you know, because uh, I have a little sister on his side, and I love her to death. Shout out to Kayla. I love you. I know you're going to watch this. She's she's on her way to Nichols College next year. She's making me proud. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. what's up. That's what's That's up. Dope. She's making me proud, man. This kid is, is going to do good things, just like me, you know. But, uh, yeah, I had her with me the night that he passed away and we both kind of had to make the decision together and he was just all messed up he had a lot of overdoses in the last year of his life and like he was already having a lot of internal bleeding and like the way things happen you know he didn't he didn't get to the hospital for like 45 minutes so like for like a good 28 minutes straight there was no oxygen going to his brain so you know the last thing that I could say like the last sign of life was when my little sister was talking to him um she was just forgiving him you know, mm-hmm. making sure that she she left him with that peace, and he dropped a tear, like he knew it was the last, it was the Jeez. last second. But uh, damn, my girl must not know that I'm doing <laughs> this all in all interview right <laughs> now. Send girl, send chill. Send her a text. <laughs> yeah, I'll shoot her a text real quick. Nah, you're good, brother. You know, wifeies. Yeah, no, this is, be bugging. This is literally <laughs> this girl is is a Wilding. blessing from God, bro. Yeah, so let's let's yeah jump yeah into let's that. talk about um. Actually, before we nah, we'll drop into that, and then we'll we'll hop into okay. more. Okay. Of the I like music how you guys vibes. got this flowing. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like I told them before, I came here with some energy today because I'm dealing with a whole other negative situation right now. But you guys have a very solid flow to your to your. It's just, it, bro. it's just everything. When we first started, bro, it wasn't like that. We, we were struggling, bro. Yeah, we were struggling, bro. Trust but like, me. It'd be like yo, it'd be like, and we had no oh, guests, yeah. and it was just us. Yeah. So he was like trying to. Keep the flow going, but it's more natural now. Like, like you said, bro, everybody got their own path, and now we're here, right? Yeah, but little by Absolutely. little, you start, you start finding out shit, bro, how, like, to make things better. Yep. This show, it's the same with music. You're like, yep. So. yep, you're absolutely right, man. You're absolutely right. I can tell the difference just from, like, the last time I was here, you know what I mean? And that was, what, like, not even two months ago. You guys are really just growing into your own. Yeah, but now, for, but now, bro, with the clips, I started to get a little bit of it, so... I told him. Dominican John has been a blessing oh, bro, to y'all, huh? Like, bro, yeah, shout out to Dominican John. Back, shout baby. out to Dominican John. Doing his thing. I be yeah. seeing Dominican John get a lot of hate from random people, but you ain't doing nothing he right. He be posting it, too. It's mad funny, Yeah, bro. man. <laughs> Go ahead. Do your he thing. He doesn't care, bro. Do your thing. <laughs> nah, I th- it, it seemed like yesterday. I don't know if you guys seen that. This is for you. Uh, it seemed like he cared a little. The one where oh, he I, po- when he posted his TikTok <laughs> status right after, uh, right? It was on Facebook messages. He was like, yo, and the dude was like... Um, you don't got nothing. You're like, you're not famous. Oh, like, I did see that. Yeah. Why, why are you putting your breakfast or some shit? I did and see he, that. <laughs> <laughs> you had to let him know, hey, he worked hard to get where yeah. he's at. I see Yo. a post, he, someone was like 400K where or some oh, shit yeah, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, bro. That's what, he's like. Just laughing, <laughs> bro, John. Yo, I, I love thing. like doing this podcast, bro, because like you get to meet, meet people like you, like Dominican John, yeah, like Bones. Like, 
it's just like it's crazy bro like i don't know like i'm just like so so glad like i met you bones like just everybody has that that has come on the podcast bro because it's amazing like everybody got like a crazy story Thanks. Yeah, you guys all like you guys all have something to offer on here bro you know what i'm saying that's a blessing i appreciate that i appreciate just being in the same breath as my guys you know what i mean and uh yeah that's love that's love for sure but um Dominican John, keep doing your thing, bro. Bones, keep doing your thing. You know, I, I, the hate's going to come. If if you're doing nothing and nobody's paying attention, you're never going to get hate. Yeah, I seen, I seen a post um, today. I was, like, reading it, and it was Bones. He's like, oh, like, how are you still a scammer? And, and you're broke or some shit. But, oh, I seen that but I, someone commented, like, there was, like, oh, you know, like, oh, niggas move out of Worcester. Or like yeah, something, yeah, yeah. and and they think they're something, something. It'd be like that, man. But man, man. I'm just like, it, it is what it is. Well, I yeah. posted a clip, of the one that went viral, and this girl was like, "Oh, everybody's a podcaster now." Yeah, it's always gonna be like, something. Damn. I know. <laughs> and I was like, "Yo, you know what?" I was like, "Yeah, everybody." <laughs> but if they knew you and they knew how positive yeah, you were, nah, it wouldn't be like. Yeah, that. yeah, but that's the thing, bro. Like that's, a, I always talk this. Actually, I always talk about this because, like you said, I'm always positive. But I deal with shit. Yeah. And it sounds like you are the same way. Same exact way. So how do you deal with shit when it gets dark, brother? Whew, when it gets dark, man. Uh, I always say this. Uh, I am light within the darkness. You know what I mean? It's my job to uh, just be that light for anybody that's in the darkness. You know what I mean? That's part of being voice of, the voice of God. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's always been, yo, my mom, man, she got sick, right? That's another part of the adversity that I think we touched on that last time I was here. But long story short, she got a tumor in her stomach when I was younger. She's good now. But that time in my life molded me, man. That's the worst thing you could go through. I saw my mom at 81 pounds. She went from 150 to 81 pounds, bro. You know when they call the whole family and everybody's taking a flight and next thing you know, everybody's in, in your mom's room circling her. It's not looking good, you know what I mean? And I just, like, I just remember, like... I'm telling me to go say something to my mom because they didn't know if that was going to be the last time I was going to be able to say something to her. Mm -hmm. And I just told her, I need you. You know what I mean? I need you. Uh, it, right now is not your time. You know what I mean? And after she got better, she ended up telling me, like, that's what that's what drove me. You know what I mean? So, Man, yo, you just gave me chills, brother. <laughs> right. Nah, no bullshit, but that's crazy because, yo, sometimes we think we're going through something, bro, and that's people out there going through worse. You know? Right. Yeah, bro. That's one of the things that drives me too. I never soak. I never get too down or too high. You know what I mean? Uh, for example, yesterday I got hyped because I got the most views I ever got. I know we're going to touch on that. Shout him out. Shout him out. Most views. Yeah, Sir. I posted a little clip from uh, our video shoot in Miami. So me and Bones shot a video to that song y'all heard at the beginning of this podcast, Timeless, uh, in Miami last month. And I just posted a little clip my girl did of one of the scenes we were shooting, and it went crazy. You know, Bones Bones calls me five minutes after I posted, like, bro, it's 3,000 views. We hang out. He calls me 10 minutes later, bro, 17,000 views. Got, <laughs> what did you do? Do you got your notifications on? I had my notifications on. that shit was crazy, bro. It'd be like. Yes, bro. I was, like, I was at work. I was waiting on somebody to fix, like, something that they needed fixed, and uh, I get one notification. I'm all right. And then out of nowhere, it's just like, ding, 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 ding. For like 30 minutes straight, I was like, yo, who did I, who did I piss <laughs> off today? <laughs> and I look and I got 500 likes and I got 18,000 views or something like that. And I'm just like, wow, like, God, thank you. You know what I mean? Because I'm telling you guys, I've been going through hell. I've been going through hell. I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep it together because, you know, what, what the devil's trying to get from me is the most important thing in my life, my daughter. You know what I mean? And right now I'm going through hell just trying to be a dad, bro. Just trying to be there. Just just trying to do bro, my part. That hurts my heart, bro, because there's some dads that don't don't even care, right. bro. Mm -hmm. And the ones that actually care and want to be there, bro, Yeah, go through so much, bro. It's crazy. It's you just got to keep fighting. Yeah, bro. Oh, like, man. Before, like I explained to, to a few people that I've been venting to, family members, uh, before I would be like a demolish building when this stuff would pop up i would just crumble but with anger and shit no nah, just with depression bro because like i love my daughter so much bro it's like just seeing her lights a fire inside of me every time i see her bro i can see her for five minutes just giving her a kiss on her forehead and letting her know letting her know your daddy loves you 
doesn't matter when nobody tells you your dad loves you. Going to Applebee's for two minutes, y'all, y- y'all have no idea how much time I've spent in the park. I have Apple's be Applebee's with her, just because it's been that bad, man. And I don't want to get too deep. Nah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But by by the time God gives me what I'm what I'm expecting, and I'm expecting it because I'm putting the work in, I know that I'm gonna put my daughter in a whole different position. So that's where my focus is at right now. My focus is on growing the brand, growing myself you know, uniting the family that I am building right now with my beautiful girl that we'll touch on in a little bit and then just getting my daughter back by any means necessary. And I know y'all watching this by any means necessary. You ain't scaring me. You ain't scaring me. It's time. It's time for things to be right. And I know there's a lot of fathers out there going through the same thing. And I looked at the cop that was helping me today in the eyes today with tears in my eyes. And I told him, You have no idea how many fathers are going through this. You have no idea how many fathers that love their kids have to go through this. And I'm not trying to air my dirty laundry out there. I'm just trying to show somebody out there that, just like you guys said, I'm in the middle of my darkness right now, and you guys couldn't tell until I revealed it to you. You know what I mean? So this is just a shining example of get up every day, put the work in, and make some goals, and do what you got to do every single day. And I promise you, God's going to bless you. Voice of God. That's from the voice of God. Take that. Run with it. Nah, facts. Just so how how important is uh, discipline to you? Because obviously you you need discipline to get up every morning. To get up every get morning up. and to just bro, it, it's crazy because like you get up, but you're doing it over and over and over and over again. And like sometimes, like you know, like there might be that day where it's like, damn. Like, I don't know how much longer I could do this, but the discipline keeps you disciplined. I say when it comes to discipline, you got to get to the point where discipline is subconscious, where you're not even thinking about it. It's just you. You know what I mean? For me, it took a long time to get there. When I first had my daughter, you know, I was a little lazy. Uh, I was going from part-time job to part-time job. I I quit going to school at Worcester State. You know, I was doing great. Like, I would have been playing ball at Worcester State and doing great if if I didn't just you know, stick to the plan. If I had just stuck to the plan, but like I told y'all before, you know, life forces you onto certain paths. But uh, discipline for me, it took a while to to really solidify it for myself. But, you know, once I, you know, got my degree in, in the IT field, I really started to, you know, solidify that, that discipline. But as far as where discipline lies in my list of priorities, it's top tier. You know what I mean? you got to work on that every single day, like I said, to the point where it becomes subconscious and it's something that you don't even think about. It's just every day you wake up and it's on to the next. What do I got to do today to get to where I'm trying to get? That's so what David, David is. Goggins says that. He said, this is what we do now. David Goggins is the man. Yeah. Yeah, Shout out to guy. Um, Jermaine, too, because when we um, interviewed him, <laughs> that dude's different. He, was like, he was like, you might not want to do it, but you know what I'm saying? If you got the discipline, you're going to get up and go do it. You know? And I'll tell you a quick little story about Jermaine. Jermaine, he, when I was with my baby moms years ago, this was before he even went pro, he was, like, seeing my baby mom's little sister for a little while, and he came over one day, and it was the first day that I really met him. And I don't think I've been in his presence since. But uh, he came up to me, he shook my hand, and he probably stayed for five minutes, and I could tell his character. I could tell he came from a great, like, Hispanic family, good leaders, because you could, you could feel it in him, you know? Uh, he leads by example. He's not afraid to stand out and be on the right path. Right. You know, where people will fall into certain shit. Nah, he's going to go do what he got to right. do. But what stuck out to me was he didn't even look like he broke a sweat. Bro. And I was like, <laughs> That's yo, crazy. Uh, so what you doing after this? He's like, well, I just ran all across Worcester and I'm about to go do it again. I was like, you just what? <laughs> Bro, you, you're dry. <laughs> I would have been dripping if yeah, I was. It happened home. here, bro. Your upstairs is like blazing, bro. Degrees. Blazing hot, bro. We're all sweating, bro. I have napkins. I'm like, yeah. yo, drenched, bro. Because I sweat easy, and bro, he's cool, bro. With a muscle shirt, bro. No sweat, like you said, bro. The whole what was it? An hour podcast? Yeah, bro. Didn't sweat once, bro. Just chilling up there. That's what uh, weight cutting. And then Dominican John was there too. Just 
Sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> he was all sweaty. Dominican John ain't cutting no way. That was his way cut. No, no. He's a, yo, you'd be surprised. Yo, like, yo, he walks every day, bro. He does, uh, yeah. I do yeah. I do be seeing him. I'm saying, he'll post it, bro. He'll be like, get your ass up. Nah, but and then walk. he posts that breakfast mango <laughs> and then he got the haters on him. What's up, dude? <laughs> nah, it's all love. Which one is it? I love you, bro. <laughs> I love I love this. Let's, guys, let's jump into wifey, brother, because um, you had a baby mom's. You have a daughter now. When you have a kid, are you thinking like, damn, am I gonna find someone else? Well, does that go through? Your, did it go through your mind? It did. It did. I'd be a liar if I said it didn't. So, I, so how long were you sing? Like, how long were you like single when you? Well, <laughs> okay, <laughs> or you might have you might have been been going right? through, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> July July twenty eighteen, I, I officially broke it off, right? And uh, wait, let's was, talk let's talk about that though, because how old was your daughter at the time? Four. So you had to make that hard of a decision. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it was tough. Because see, right now, not to get too deep, but the relationship I have with my daughter is completely different now than um. Than what it was when I lived with her mom, you know. When I lived there, I was there every day. There was no influencing her. You know what I mean? Right. There was no getting in her head. Daddy was her favorite. But she was four. So at eight years old, it's a little hard to remember. You know what I mean? So with all the crap that we've gone through, um, you know, that that relationship got strained a little bit the first year we were we were separated. But, you know, I've scratched and I've clawed my way back to, to getting it to some type of resemblance of what it was. Now, my daughter loves her father, but... You know, the circumstances are tough, especially right. for an eight-year-old. You know what I mean? So breaking that off was very tough, um, especially with a four-year-old. You know, like I told you guys before, you're used to just being there every day. You know, I was the one, when my daughter was born, I was the one getting up at night. I was the one changing those diapers at two in the morning because I wanted to, not because, you know, my baby mom didn't want to or anything, mm-hmm. but I just, I loved my daughter so much that I just wanted to. You know what I mean? I was seeing her to sleep. You know what I mean? The whole nine. You know, mm-hmm. I always had that baby on my back. But uh, when you go from that to just being single and, and being on your own, at first it was it was real tough. Um, even though I knew I was making the right decision, so that made it a lot easier. But because uh, I knew I tried everything. When you turn over every single stone, when you literally can at peace say I tried everything, it doesn't hurt as bad. The only thing that really hurt me was my daughter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. It was tough, and I was single for, I want to say, like a year and like, like just about a year, because I started talking to my next girl probably around like April, you know, a little less than a year after, but I, I went through a stage, fellas. I went through a, a, the whole stage, <laughs> the whole stage, you know, and it, it, it was all the way up until I really met the girl that I'm with now, you know what I mean? So I had to go through all these bumps in the road. Um, the girl that I was with a year after was a great girl, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You know, I ended up messing that up myself and making bad decisions, and we got to uh, the unnamed woman. <laughs> it's all love. There's no hate in my heart. Uh, <laughs> it's just, you know, certain things happen, and so you got to be here, and I got to be there. All love, though. Um, so after after everything broke off with that second little relationship I had, I really took it easy. I stayed single. I was still kind of going through the little whole stage, but I knew that the next one that I was going to get into was going to be – for the right reasons, the right way. Right. You know? So I met my girl in the middle of that host stage, you know, in the middle of that toxic stage. And uh, we just took it real slow, very, very slow from the beginning, you know, just talking, laughing together. You know, I literally didn't even take her on a date for like a good, like six, seven months after I really started like talking to her. Man, so, so it was just it's like just text? Just yeah, text? Yeah, just phone yeah, or just like text, uh, social media. She would post some funny stuff. I'll comment on it. Same thing, vice versa. Um, we actually pulled up the messages the other day cause I swore she hopped in my DMs, but, <laughs> but it was me guys. It was me. <laughs> it was all my fault, but Hey, it culminated into something beautiful. Cause Wait, what know. did you, what was the line that you used? Was so it she emoji? posted, she posted something funny. And I was just like, said, I just ha, hopped. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I'm a smooth dude. Get, don't get it twisted. Oh, we got to hear it. I'm a smooth dude. So I hopped in the DMs and I was just like, hey, yo, um, you're mad funny. Like, <laughs> I just think you're hilarious. <laughs> Your posts are mad funny. Like, that's my type of sense of humor. And she's like, oh, yeah, I know. I'm for, she was trying to act like she knew she was funny. I was like, yo, chill. I said you're funny on Facebook. <laughs> I, I haven't met you yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that kind of led into, oh, oh, so I'm going to have to show you in person. And then it just 
Snowballs. That shit took, that. Yeah. <laughs> I told you I was smooth. But yeah, so long story short, you know, um, after like maybe like six or seven months, we um we just had a conversation one night and I was tired of the whole stage. I was tired of doing that shit. And I just told her, listen, I'm not playing no more games. I put the pressure. I put the pressure on her basically. Like you gotta apply pressure, you know, if you're a real man. But I basically just told her, you know, I'm not playing no games with you. I'm not fucking with nobody else no more. Do you want to do that? She was like, yeah, I think you're a good guy. I know you come from a good family. You're very respectful. I had never met her daughter. She had never met my daughter. It was strictly just me and her for a while. Then like a month later, we introduced our kids and they had a great time together. You know, we went to the pumpkin patch like last October and bro, ever since, man, we went to a Davies concert like a week or two after and I've been I've been with her ever since. You know what I mean? We ended up moving in together, got an apartment together. Um, we're very good with money together. You know, at first, <coughs> I'll, I'll let you in a little bit more. She's a dental assistant. She makes really good money. Um, she was making more money than me. You know what I mean? Even with the clothing line and, and ev- everything I do on the side. Um, she was making more money than me. And as a man, you know, it's, it's cool. We're in 2022. You know what I mean? I wasn't tripping about it because I still make good money. But, like, as a man, you know, like, you want to just level up when something like, when you feel something like that, right? So it's that pressure. She applied the pressure without yeah, even trying, that, yeah, it's you know? Pressure, bro. And next thing I know, you know, February comes around. I got tired of the job I was at, and I go looking. I, now I make, now we make the same exact amount of money, you know? So now we're doubling what we're doing, you know? Mm-hmm. Now we're bringing in over, I'm not, I'm not going to say no words, no, no numbers in there, but we do well. And it's to the point where... You know, I'm on a completely different level than I've ever been on. You know, so. I love it. Nothing but a blessing, bro. Nothing but a blessing, Facts. man. Shout out to you, bro. Thank you, man. My family loves her. You know, just last weekend, my mom and her mom, like, it was my mom's birthday, and we just had this big thing for my mom, and it was just a beautiful vibe, bro. Like, her mom cooked some bomb-ass Haitian food, some rice and beans and some fried chicken. We made a lasagna, and bro, like, we were kind of nervous going to my mom's house. Like, damn, they going to like it? No, they cleaned their plates. My sister, yo, it was so funny. Like, my sister was acting like she was cleaning everything, but she was really cleaning everything so she could be the one to get the leftovers. (laughs) It was so funny. And they're still talking about it on Facebook right now. So uh, long story short, the families are clicking real well, and it's looking like something that, that we can build on. It's a beautiful thing. And I know some people hate to see it, but... That brings me back to not getting too high or getting too low. You know what I mean? We're always going to be right here, no matter if we got millions in our bank account or if we're chilling on the street. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's where me and my girl relate the most. We're just right here. No I just posted something about that. I don't know if you guys seen um, that dude that got signed by the Celtics. Oh, the kid yeah, from he Roxbury? Was, he was crying. Well, he, he was an Uber driver. That's insane. He was for, last for like year. a year, bro. He was crying. Really? Bro, he just got signed. He was crying. He was like... <clears throat> That that goes to what you're saying, bro. That, bro, God, He could take it from you or He could give it to you, but it goes both ways, bro. Right. So never get too too high, and sometimes never get too low, cause, oh, in a year your life could change, brother. Right. And somebody out there's always lower, you know. So we can always fall back on that too. When you yeah. need to ground yourself and level yourself out, just understand, there's people in Afghanistan right now that have babies laying face down in the sewer and stuff. You know what I mean? We're not seeing. Trauma, the way the world out there sees trauma. Bro, but it's crazy because um, I listen to, like, a dictator pod, uh, podcast. You know, just learning about, like, it's just very interesting. Like, you, I was uh, listening to it um, about, like, Adolf Hitler, you know, Joseph Stalin. And, bro, what those people went through, bro, oh. I'm, I'm, like, there's people here that complain about nothing. In reality, to what uh, compared, about bro. About Stranger Things being two years away. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's a big deal. I'm just like, bro, like, I'm listening to this shit, bro, and, like, millions were starved, k- women killed, kids killed Genocide. because they couldn't work. Genocide. And I'm just like, bro, like, I, and then I'm, like, thinking about that, bro, and, you know, like, we got kids, we got kids, so I'm thinking about, like, my son, bro, and I'm just like, damn, bro, like, I couldn't imagine that. You know what scares right. me? What scares me the most touching on that is that, you know, I'm st- I do my own research just like you do. I love to watch, like, informative things on YouTube. I watch a lot of Joe Rogan. Um, He's the GOAT. 
Yeah, man, he's very informative. I just like how he does the open conversation concept because he'll admit when he's wrong. You know yeah, what I mean? But I he's actively seeking that info. He, and it's everyone, bro. It's females. Yo, exactly. Yo, Post Malone, yo, and then he'll have some scientist, doctor, and I'm like, yo. Yeah, so he has somebody uh, called Motep Jesus on there, and he was just talking about how, you know, he couldn't really name many sources, so I'm taking it with a grain of salt and stuff, but, like, a lot of what he was saying was about how um, our history's been influenced, you know, and what oh, we've yeah. been taught has been influenced. You know what Christopher Columbus's real name is? Cristobal Colon. That makes sense, right? He's from Spain. Why would his name be Christopher Columbus? That right there, once he t- once he said that, something clicked in my head. Like, damn, they're really, really something. Is, there's a grand scheme right. of things that we're not a part of. Well, bro, like you you have three sides of history, right? You have the side that won, and then you have um, fuck, I forget. But anyway, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm guessing no, the no, side no. that lost. No, no, yeah, the side that lost. <laughs> they, yeah, but if they if they lost, then how could they write history? Yep. But then you have the truth. Yep. They can say, yeah, we lost, but not that, <laughs> not like that. <laughs> Yo, they can't even tell their story. Right. But nah, bro, it's just it's just crazy because like it's true, bro. Because you yeah. have the side that they want us to hear, but then this is the truth. Do you know that uh, Egyptian artifacts have been found in the Grand Canyon and in Ohio? Crazy. Just crazy. Yeah, I just learned that we only, the moon, bro, we only see like half, some shit like that. Like the other side, there's another side, but like nobody ever seen it. There's literally Mm -hmm. a a town in in Ohio called Egypt, Ohio. Yeah, I didn't even know that. I don't know. There's some crazy stuff going on out there. Bro, that's, that's, it's like they say, bro, like um, you consume vitamin D the most through your eyes. And it's like, why are we wearing sunglasses to the beach? (laughs) 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 Crazy shit like that, bro. It's like, I don't know. But, but bro, freaking, um, let's talk about more of the music, right? Okay. I I can see Tupac. Is that your number one? Tupac and me have the same birthday, man. Like, he's like in my soul. (laughs) I can't explain it, bro. I have. So why not voice of Tupac? Uh, they don't sound right. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna lie. I think no bullshit. I think of um, just just off of VOG voice of God. I think of bro, the voice of the streets, little dirt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, that's what I think. Honestly, uh, one of the things that I'm fearful of is that if I get to a a certain level and I'm calling myself the voice, is that he's gonna he's gonna see he that gonna, he gonna hit you up. He's either gonna he's either gonna fuck with it. And be like, yo, I really like what you're doing. And he's going to be like, don't call yourself that. <laughs> and the thing is that I'm not going to stop calling myself yeah. that. I'm not afraid of nobody but God. You know what I mean? All respect to Little Dirk. You know what I mean? I, I actually listen to a lot of Little Dirk's music. And I follow a lot of what's happened uh, in Dirk, Chicago. Dirk go crazy. Dirk, go, Dirk, Dirk, Dirk does go miss. crazy. <laughs> when it, when it comes to making a record, Dirk, Dirk can, can make records. But the type of artist that I am, you know, I'm more like a Tupac. You know what I mean? I'm actually saying something. Right. I'm really saying something. I'm I don't you can't put me in a category with dirt. You got to put me in the Kendrick. You got to put me in the Cole. You got to put me in the Conscious Drake. So who's your who's your top 5? Uh ah, man, dead or alive, dead or alive. My top 5 as far as like my preference or yeah, who yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Your so preference. my preference Tupac is in that top 5 for sure. Uh J Cole is in that top 5 for sure. Nipsey Hussle is in that top 5 for sure. Um as far as like my rapping, like how I molded it, I would say uh, Davies. Davies is a very big yeah. influence yeah, on me. People sleep yeah. on him. People sleep on him. As far as like the oh, charisma, he's been you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I he's making that. bread. Not yet, bro. He don't got to rap as much as as he did because he, all he got to do is hit a feature and he'll get paid. You know, yeah. he's doing BMF or whatever he's doing, uh, Wu Tang or whatever he's doing. He, well, he's yeah, making yeah, bread. He, the act, yeah, he yeah, said that. He's doing his thing, man. Like that's the. <laughs> You know, one thing about about uh, Dave East that, that I really like is that I was listening to a, a podcast he did one time, a little clip of an interview, and he said it took him eight projects to get noticed. So for me, Bro. molding myself, I kind of use that as a standard. I've only put one out. So maybe within the next eight, you'll see that shit pop. Yo, I'm starting to think, bro, like with like a Dave East, right? Because Dave East was hot. Then he got dropped. And, bro, like, I'm starting to think, bro, like, it's, like, some shit, like, all right, Davies, we're going to take you to the next level, but you got to do this, this, and that. 
And he's like, nah, I'm not, I'm not doing it. So they're like, all right. He's just him. You know, yeah. I think uh, Davies' image is his biggest thing. Right. You know, no homo, obviously. He's he's a good-looking guy. You know what I mean? So um, the ladies love him, you know, and he's just got that swag. Like, he likes to say, you either got it or you don't. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So he's just one of those people that if you've ever watched him perform, he's literally the stage presence is what makes him. You know what I mean? He's Davies. He just has that vibe. And just to finish my top five, Kanye West. Kanye. Kanye West. And uh, he's a goat, too. College dropout, Kanye West. You know, my beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy, Kanye West. Like, where he was, like, creating songs, like, complete songs. I feel like I got a lot of his creativity in my influence. You know, where I like to I like to just paint a picture for people, you know? What's that, what's that album when he's, like, um, he's, like, I thought about killing you today or some shit like that? Uh, it might have been one of his first albums. Nah, this is like a recent album. Recent, but See, I, I fuck with that one. To a lot of his recent stuff, like Jesus, I haven't played yeah, that shit. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't keep up with like music like that, like that, like I used to, you know, because I I just got so much stuff on my plate. But but yeah, old Kanye West for sure has mm-hmm. gotten my influence for sure. Damn, but the so why music? Music, uh, I think uh, my dad had a lot of lot to do with that. Um, he always used to tell me that I got a gift from him, being able to play, like, instruments and stuff by ear. You know, not like I can pick up a piano and I've never played it before and I'm going to be Beethoven or some shit. But, like, you give me an instrument and you let me mess around with it for a little while and I'm going to pull something out. I can make music out of anything. Give me a pen I'll start tapping it. You know what I mean? My dad was known for just... Know what I mean? Like just always, I, I vaguely. Yeah, that shit was fire. Always, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. Like he likes salsa and stuff. Like oh, the salsa goes hard over there, bro. Yeah, bro. Like I just have that rhythm in me, you know. So, and uh, when I when my mom got sick, she put me in church because I was I was bad before my mom got sick, guys. Like I was bad Tupac before, and going to church and stuff gave me that good Tupac side. You know what I mean? So, getting like tossed into the church, like I needed to find something to do in there. And they just handed me a bass guitar, and I started playing them in the band for like a good like six to eight years. Mm-hmm. And it that is where like my musical prowess developed because I was able to play in a live band three times a week and like lead a whole church vibe. You know what I mean? So it was just like church hymns and stuff like that. But you still get that vibe of performing, that vibe of you know just making music and practicing. You know, it just stuck with me. Mm-hmm. I started writing rhymes like senior year in high school. Just messing around with my friends, you know, smoking hookah. Hookah was huge back then. You know, we're having little rap battles together and shit. And then I got to Worcester State, and I started doing, like, remixes. Like, I, I vaguely remember New God Flow by, uh, by Pusha T and, uh, and Kanye. I wrote the craziest rap to that. I don't remember it, but little shit like that is what slowly built me, you know? Mm-hmm. Took a little break when my daughter was born, but one of the reasons why I sacrificed my family and left her mom was because I knew... I had a calling, you know what I mean? And the music was the calling. Because the music is what's going to tie everything together. Mm-hmm. Once I get that influence and I can just snap my finger and I can make shit happen, music is just going to go to the side. I'm going to do that shit for fun. Mm-hmm. I'm going to really just get in the community after that and start changing shit. Right. You know, I don't know exactly how yet. My my biggest goal in life is to put some programs together for, for kids where they can just, you know, have avenues that are clear. You know, you want to be a cop? Here. You want to be a doctor here? Starting early, five, six, seven years old. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, we got to change the fucking school system, bro. That's one, bro. I was just talking to my girl, bro. I was like, I looked at my daughter, bro. And I was like, yo, I want to teach her everything about finance. Credit, bro. How to open, how to write a fucking check. Or even an envelope to send, bro. They don't teach you that. And then, uh, I don't. Bro, I struggle, bro. Because that's what I'm saying. My mom, mm-hmm. I can't blame my mom, bro. Because she only went to first grade, bro. She's an immigrant. Bro, and now I'm like, yo, I wish I knew about, like, credit. Because now I'm trying to build my credit up. Mm-hmm. fucking it up. Yep, yep. Me too. Yeah. Me yeah, too. Bro, it, it's a process, you know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's it's definitely a, a process. But it's just little things like that. I'm like, yo, if we teach, uh, like, kids, bro, it makes a big <clears> difference. It does, bro. Difference. I had to ask my mom for something because I was trying to mail something, but I really didn't know how to do what it. What side? What side does it go? You know what right I'm saying, left. bro? Like, yo, what do I got to write to, from, this and that, bro? Like, I don't, I didn't know shit, bro. You know what I'm saying? So, 
Right, right. Little things like that, bro. He's right. Like, we got to just change it up, bro. You know, teach more about life and, you know, things that we can actually use, bro. Like, I, I'm not going to use fucking, I don't know, the Pythagorean theorem yep. in fucking life and shit. Things bro. that they could anticipate. Right. Know, that they're going to experience in life. Taxes, you know, shit like that should be taught in school. Yeah, like you just said, um, the clothing, clothing brand, because the tax something, right? Yep. Not to get into deep. Oh, but yeah, no, I just got to get my, my shit together, honestly. Nah, but if you knew... About it probably before. Exactly, like, you know. Oh, shit. Like, having everything in order, exactly. And that's that's another thing, you know. A lot of the things I do, I, I learn in the process, you know. So I'm trying to get better at that, like doing my research and really just being prepared for that opportunity rather than just, you know, plowing through it. Mm-hmm. Who's, who's, been, who's been the biggest influence to you, brother? The biggest influence in my life, um, I would definitely say is my mom. My mom's the biggest influence because, you know, my dad gave me my heart of gold, but my mom got that same heart of gold. But at the same time, she's just so strong. She's so smart, bro. Like, you can talk to my mom about anything, anything, and she's going to have a good word to give you, you know. And I feel like part of that is because she's really, really connected to God. So, you know, just like for me, the, the, the words just flow. We got that gift, you know. And she was actually the one that's always told me, like, God's telling me that you're going to do big things for the youth, you know. And she's always like, yo, it brings, it raises the hairs on my on my arms and shit because she would literally sit me down. Those those times when I, after I broke up with my baby moms and I was living with my moms for a little bit, she'd wake me up every morning that I wasn't working and stuff and just, we'd talk about God and she'd always bring it up. Like, yo, when I pray to God about you, he always tells me you're going to do something big with the youth. I don't know what it is, but you're going to do something big. And I just run with that. That's why my focus is on the youth. That's why once I get to that platform, I'm going to try to change shit. Once you get real. there, brother, we have to have you back. And Facts. That'll be dope. That'll be fire. Yeah, man, but I'm more than happy to come back and show love. That's the thing about me. Is like, I think you guys can tell if I get that money, as they say, it's not going to change me, bro. I'm going to just take it, take what I need, and redistribute. And, and I think that's, like, very important, too, because, like, you're not in it for the fame. You're not in it for the money. You have a purpose. And that's going to bring the fame. That's going to bring the money, right? Exactly. And, um, you know, one of my favorite podcasters, bro, he, always, he, he owns a supplement company. He's doing well. Who's that? Um, his name is Andy Frisella. Okay. But he always, he, so he had a supplement company, right? And it was always about becoming rich. But then he's, like, so in his first 10 years, he made, he made like 58000 in his first 10 years in a supplement company. But then he was like, he's like, yo, like once I switched it into like, all right, customer first, how can I help? Like, how can I impact their lives? How can I change their lives? How can I really help them? That's when he got rich. He was like, once, once. It's not about him. Yeah, it's not about him. It's not about making millions. It's about helping. You know it's what I'm saying? That's how intention. he got rich. Exactly. It's the intention behind what you do. If you have the good intentions and... That's, that's the thing. You have to have the good intention. Exactly. Because I know some people that be like, I'm going to do something good and I expect... You can't yeah, expect Yeah, yeah, you can't. No, you can't. Bro, do it as, from selfless. the heart. That's be what I'm selfless. Saying. Take what comes with it. And you know bro, that. you never know. That's what I'm saying. It could be today. It could be tomorrow. It could be a year from now. God will bless you. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's exactly. why I do things, bro. Amen. Like, I don't even think about... And like, I'm saying, yo, it's crazy because I'm going through this situation too. But I'm going yeah. through hell right now too, bro. Uh, we were talking before when we got before the podcast, but yeah. it's like, bro, like we were just saying, there's people out there doing worse. There's uh, yep. there was this somebody that told me is like told me two things, but he's like, if you put, if we all put our problems in the middle of the table right now, I bet you're picking your own problems back. Yep, right. Damn. That's, that's great. That's deep. Yep. That's great. And, then, and there was another one that said, uh, I think this was Les Brown. He was like, I dare you to take a trip to the emergency room tonight and see and see how blessed you are. That's real. Mm-hmm. That's real, man. That's real as hell, man. Bro, I never really thought about it like even that. Even just being able to, like, walk. Yeah, like, bro. being yeah. able to run. Wake That's up so every true. morning. Wake up every morning and go to work. Like, and, you know, most of us don't think that way, but it's like, damn, like. Yeah, they don't think that way. We were most people until shit gets things. real. Right. Mm-hmm. But, like, uh, you know, like, anything can happen, bro. You could wake up, bro, and paralyze. One bad accident, you're paralyzed. Yeah, so you and it's appreciate like the little things, man. You gotta, you gotta love your kids, love those kisses they give you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Love those hugs because it, 
you know somebody out there is dying for that you right know? and uh man this conversation is really just hitting home now because mm-hmm. i can tell you guys go through the same thing you know what i yeah. mean and and the bottom line is i posted this the other day uh when you're going through that storm you have to maintain the mentality that you're going through that storm for a reason god's testing you and at the end of that storm there's going to be a blessing look I was going through hell this week, guys. When I tell you hell, mentally, I've been strong because I, I've been prepared for this. Now it's time to really go get what I what I want to get. But I went through the shit storm. I posted a little reel, no promotion or nothing, and got 17,000 views in an hour. That shit feels good. That's not mm-hmm. God. That's God, in my opinion. Nobody can tell me different. Or an algorithm, whatever it might be. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but for real, like. You use hashtags? Nah. That's what I'm saying. I didn't pay for promotion. Anybody that wants to look at that and then look at my other numbers, for some reason, that one popped. You know what I mean? Maybe it was Bones Braze. Maybe it was the way I was doing it. No hashtags? No hashtags, bro. Nothing, nothing. When I tell you, I literally just organic love. But I went through the whole shit storm right before. You know, and as I was going through that shit storm, I posted it. I was like, yo, I know God's going to keep me standing through this. And I know that there's a big blessing coming. And look. No, it's not that big. Like I said, in the, in the grand scheme of things, 18,000 views is nothing crazy. Yeah, but, you, but I'm a build you, You're not that. on TikTok, huh? I am on TikTok, but bro, I'm not active. You should, bro. Um, that shit's changing people's lives. I don't know if you guys know. Um, They keep saying he sounds like a little baby. I know you guys. Uh, yeah, yeah, little, yeah, man, yeah, yeah. little Man J. Little Man J. Little bro. Man J. Bro, it's crazy. Dude, yeah. I've seen people making videos of just like doing their makeup in different ways or their hair in different ways. Hundreds of thousands nah, of but that's millions. But little man J, bro, he, bro, he probably been doing music, but bro, that song popped off. And yeah. Yo, yep. He's now, now people know. So now if he puts a noose on there, I'm like. It's crazy how yeah, that yeah. works, huh? And it can happen to anybody, man. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying, but You just got to hit shit at the right look time. At, look at Delhi. Delhi going crazy on TikTok, too. Hi, uh, yeah, bro. You got to get. The goal is, my, my, I had a goal. You are going crazy on I had 10,000. My goal was 10,000. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. There's days where I'm like. It's crazy, bro. But I, like I was telling him before, bro, better. bro. But I'm like, yo, the the only way you're going is up. Oh yeah, you're not going down, bro. And the only person up. that's gonna stop you is you. Yeah, yeah. Bro, and that inspired like, me, bro. That's what I'm saying, bro. That's yo. It's crazy, bro, because you like right now we're having a conversation, bro. And you might not think what you say, mm-hmm. yo. No bullshit. What you said that shit sadly, bro. That shit stood, and I'm like, yo, it's just me, bro. And every time, bro, that motivates me, bro. And I'm like, yo, Melo said. It's just me and you, right, bro? So, bro, listen to everybody, bro. Nah, facts. You know, bro, it's dope, bro. It's dope. That's what I'm One saying. One brick at a time, baby. Yeah. Every day. Let me, let me switch it up real quick, brother. What else you got for the voice of God? <laughs> I got this. <laughs> Who gets more girls? A guy that's good looking or a guy that's like a five, but he's funny? Ah, <laughs> uh, man. You know something? You know, the... The humbleness in me, you know, is is just screaming to say the five guy that's funny, right? <laughs> but you know damn well girls are out there, mad superficial, like looking at that guy that looks like Chris Brown or whatever. And that's that's the guy that they that they think they want. But I'm just here to tell you, voice of God, don't no hold me to it. You want the guy that's a five that's funny, because that's more than likely gonna be the guy that's gonna take care of y'all kids. That's more than likely gonna be the guy that's gonna get his ass up and be disciplined and work every day. You know what I mean? And then another question before we end it, brother, but then we got quote of the day, which is on you. Okay. What do you think of people like fake Drake? Fake Drake? Do you know fake Drake? Yeah, I know who fake Drake is. That's a great question. Honestly, um, I think in in my own opinion, just thinking about it off the top, I think if the artist or whoever is getting impersonated is okay with it, like Drake has come out and said, yo, go get your back. You know what I mean? If they're cool with it, I don't give a damn. But like if you're if you're forcing it and then you're perky o or whatever and now six nine is using you to do shit like that, that's when I start to look at it like it's kinda corny. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, everybody's gonna try to get their bag, you know? So all, right. all the power too. Now nah, little Dirk defended Perky O in a song though. I don't know if yeah, you heard he it. Oh, yeah, he, yeah, did. I did, I did. he did. He did. He did. But nah, I, I seen this actually it was a podcast, bro. He was like, uh this dude was like, No man should be out there. Acting like another man. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's true, too. I don't think that... I I feel like with fake Drake, I don't think it's like he was acting like him. Because, like... Bro, he went... Bro, cut. Bro, he he became hairstyle. OVO, OVO, everything. Bro, 
They say I look like Faruko, nigga. I don't. I don't. I am not out here trying to be. But you can't deny it. But how about if you? No, tried? he's trying to be him. But though. what if you went to a club and I was acting? So, said, so holy so, shit! So fake. Viral. So, what, but that's what I mean. Like, what if it's like? No, bro. no, he did it acting like. Bro, okay, all right. Nothing. See, I didn't know that. If you go to the club, but we record you, and we're like, "Yo, Faruko's here." <laughs> oh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what's crazy is that uh, Fake Drake was actually recently like with some people from Worcester, like some people that I know showing oh, really? love and shit. Don't, but like, was it? Like, don't tell me those people were like, "Yo, I'm with Drake." <laughs> Nah, nah, they, they knew who he was. Okay, okay. He's a videographer and shit. Actually, okay. it's, it's Darren Lynn and uh, Tahita. I actually look up to them a lot, too, because they're girls. Yep, yep, shout out to Darren Lynn, shout out to Tahita. I know we don't talk much, but um, I do see y'all working from afar, and I really, really respect what they do because they're women in this game showing that women got it. Mm-hmm. Women can do it. You know what I mean? Don't think that just because you see a girl walking and she's kind of small and kind of cute, that she won't eat your heart out, bro. Because, yo, when business comes, when it comes down to business, business no, is business. It's, it's, bro, you know what it is? It's that hunger. And that's two women that get to it. You mm. know what I mean? I'm it's all the power they, to them. If they have that hunger, which it seems like they do. Absolutely. Bro, no matter what you are, what you, bro, go and get it. All right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know what that means? Quote of the day. It's quote on you. of the day. Quote of the day. Uh, quote of the day is just, you know. Really, really appreciate the little things in life, guys. Really appreciate all the little things that you look past, you know, being able to just open your eyes in the morning, hug your kids, you know, hug your mama, you know, because there's going to come a day where, you know, it's either you or them, you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. we just want to savor these moments like a nice, juicy steak, you know what I mean? Just enjoy the moment. Enjoy the moment with the people that really matter. That's the quote of the day. Mm.